Welcome to Grad School, the Bruce Gradkowski Podcast. Up in your football knowledge, class is now in session. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever it is for you. We're back, baby. We're back. A lot of good football going on, and the regular season continues to get closer. Yes, I did finally catch that mouse. Not even just the mouse, but mice. Two. I got two of them. It was unbelievable. So for those of you that didn't hear the story before, we had a mouse we thought run around the house, and it was a mouse. Um, We didn't know how many we had. We set traps out. I almost caught it one day, trapped it with a garbage can. It started crawling out. I dropped it. It scared the crap out of me, and it ran under the couch. So we lost it that night. Uh, So my wife wouldn't finish the movie with me. She was scared the the mouse was under the couch. So we set traps up all over the house. YouTube is unbelievable. The things you can find out on YouTube is amazing. So I found out the best mouse trap to use. We set it all around the basement and um, we caught two. I woke up one morning, my daughter Lily, she's five and Roman, he's three. They wanted to see if we caught any any mice. So we come downstairs and uh, not to my surprise, but we see one floating in the water of a trap we set and another one with its neck snapped in the trap. So, of course, my wife is at a doctor's appointment, so I'm the one that has to get rid of these things. It's unbelievable. I mean, I think my five-year-old would have got rid of it before me, but I'm just happy we caught that son of a bitch because uh, I did not like going to bed thinking I had a mouse run up my leg while I was sleeping. Um, But So I'm happy. We're happy. We got it. We got it, baby. For those of you that have been asking, thank you, and we got it. A lot of good football going on. I want to start with the Bengals. Andy Dalton, man, he played well today. He went back to Buffalo. Buffalo loves him, so he probably felt like it was a home game for him. He got a standing ovation from the crowd when he got announced today because he put the Bills in the playoffs last year, for those of you that don't remember. And they they gave him a standing ovation today, which was pretty cool. But he went 11 to 16, 180 yards and two touchdowns. So I'm not quite sure they like him too much after t- today, but uh, he did he did a great job, man. I like what Bill Lazor's doing, the offensive coordinator for the Bengals. I think he does a, a fantastic job. And Alex Van Pelt, he's the quarterback's coach there. He's the one that was a quarterback coach with Aaron Rodgers the last couple seasons, and Rodgers was upset with uh, the departure of him. So it's interesting. I mean, it it really means a lot if you have a good quarterback coach in that meeting room that you hit it off with. And I had that in Oakland. I mean, Oakland, Pittsburgh, I mean, all the teams I got along with, but the the teams I played the most was the Raiders in Tampa Bay. And that was my same quarterback coach with Tampa Bay and Oakland Raiders, Paul Hackett. Did a fantastic job with me. Built my confidence. You knew the guy had your back. And I think that's what Alex Van Pelt brings. So I can see some really good developments from Andy Dalton this year. And we'll see if it carries on to the season. We'll see if he has enough talent around him. A lot of departures through free agency the last few years with Andrew Whitworth, the left tackle, going to the Rams. I still don't think the Bengals are strong enough in that in that division to out you know to um, overstep the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Baltimore Ravens. 
So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think the Steelers in that division are the team to beat. And we look at them. I mean, Big Ben came out strong. His first appearance in the in the preseason, 11 to 18, 114 yards, one touchdown. And I think Randy Feekner, the new offense coordinator for Pittsburgh, is doing an awesome job. And we'll see if that carries on through the season, which I, I think it will. And um, I, I showed a Twitter clip of Ben. Um, you know, a pass that he's off on. A lot of people question, you know, what what's it mean and how much should these, should these starters play? And it's all on a coach's preference. I mean, there's you see Bill Belichick playing Tom Brady the whole time, you know, the whole first half or um, into the second half at times. So it just really is the coach's preference. You know, how they feel they can get their guys the most ready to play come week one. And other teams, you know, like the Pittsburgh Steelers, Tomlin's not too worried about it. I mean, it's Big Ben. The dude doesn't need a ton of reps. He's been playing forever, and the guy is just a playmaker. He's a baller out there. So I'd rather take the chance of him starting the season a little rusty than him coming out in uh, the preseason and, and getting hurt or something. So, uh, But it looks like Ben's going to be right on track. He had a good showing. Uh, in the Steelers Steelers game, Mason Rudolph uh, did well. You know he's still not there. He's still not ready to be the backup. I mean, I think Landry uh, Jones has that locked down. He played solid. Rudolph is doing a good job, but he's still. I mean, he's still not ready to to step in there and play. And um, it's nothing against the kid. I think he's going to be a good young player, but he's just not ready. Um, to be the backup. So I think it'll be those three going in this year. I, I'm not sure what they'll do with Dobbs. I think Dobbs has had a good preseason um, that whether the Steelers can trade him or if they release him, he'll, he'll land with someone. So that'll be good to see. Um, Cam Newton, 11 to 17, 142 yards. And I bring up Cam Newton uh, because he's got new offensive coordinator, Norv Turner. I think Norv Turner will do a good job with Cam and, getting the ball out of his hands, <clears throat> going through his progressions and his reads correctly. Um, so we'll see what Norv Turner and Cam Newton can do this year. And I think Cam's out to prove something. With all the hype going on, with Benjamin calling him out, I think Cam will really uh, – he's hes in for a good season. I, I feel it. And it's all about that defense. So what Ron Rivera does in Carolina, he always has a solid defense, and he's a defensive-minded head coach, so I'm not worried about the defense in Carolina. Tom Brady, 12-18, yards, just a solid day. Um, the New England Patriots, I mean, they're going to be at the top of that division. What I, But I'm also excited to see what the Jets do, man. You know, Sam Darnold, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Sam Darnold, I'm a big fan. I, You know why? Because I spent a lot of money to go out to L.A. to his pro day to watch the dude. And I watched him slinging around in the rain. I was standing by Troy Aikman and Todd Haley during it. And I think uh, Darnold had a great showing then. But the thing I love about him is he's just a he's just a game player. He, he's a baller. He comes out and make, makes plays when you have to. I see that with Mayfield as well. Things aren't going to be always called correctly. You know, a coach third and eight, third and nine. You hope you call the right play as an offense coordinator, but it's unlikely that it happens 100% of the time. So, guys like Big Ben, 
That's why Big Ben is a future Hall of Famer because there's so many times that his third down and 10 plus, a lot of coaches are calling draws or screens. But no, not the Steelers. They throw the ball downfield. But not only that, Ben has the poise and composure to stand in the pocket and let his receivers uncover if they're covered up. So that's why Antonio Brown has all those receiving yards and catches season after season. So it's about that poise in that pocket. If you could stand in there and really deliver on third downs, those are the key downs to keep drives alive. And that's why it's called the money down for the defense because they're trying to get your ass off the field. So, you know, and sticking with the Jets, you know, I think – I mean, Darnold didn't just totally light it up, but he had a he had a solid solid outing. Eight of 16, 86 yards and a touchdown. You know, there's a few penalties with Darnold. You know, you got to be consistent with your snap count. You have offensive linemen trying to get you get used to you, Bridgewater, Josh McCown, three different quarterbacks, three different tone of voices calling out the signals. How can you continue to be? Uh, more and more, you know, similar that you all have to sound the same. And I, I noticed a few penalties like that. Uh, you know, he he had a intentional grounding call. I think he does a fantastic job standing in the pocket and looking downfield for his receivers. But the last second, he just threw the ball out of bounds. Well, he was still in the pocket. And there was no receiver in sight. He actually who he hit his boy Josh McCown on the sideline. Probably thought it was practice. And those are just little things that he'll continue to to clean up. But I just look at um, the good decisions that he's making. You know, he's he plays aggressive, which which with you know which I like. But he tried squeezing a few passes in there. Uh, but I like, I mean, I like him playing aggressive. I mean, it, he's he's playing like a veteran he's making the right decisions he's moving around the pocket he has poise in the pocket he's standing in there he's delivering throws from the pocket huge third down and 13 run for a first down conversion and a lot of times it's not about how fast you are athletic you are it's about picking the right time and right moment to run if the coverage presents itself and there's a big gaping hole by all means take it get the first down and slide so in a lot of times with quarterbacks, just watch, as you watch these games through the season, you don't have to be the fastest quarterback, but you have to know when to to tuck the ball and run. And Darnold showed a good job of making that decision and um, <clears throat> a couple good third down conversions that I think he made. But he's just making good decisions. He's not really playing like a rookie. And I'll go to Mayfield next, too, because I, I feel the same way with Mayfield. I mean, Mayfield and Darnold, they have that poison composure in the pocket that you, you can't coach. It's it's a natural feel, and they both have it. And those are the third downs I'm talking about, a third and nine, third and ten, that they're standing in the pocket and they're delivering passes downfield, and they're moving the chains. That's what it's – at the end of the day, that's what it's about is being able to move the chains. And, I mean, Mayfield, who was 8 of 12, 76 yards and in an interception. I mean, his, his interception came with a shallow cross, get knocked off his route. Mayfield still threw the football, so he threw it in front of him. It got intercepted, but <clears throat> that's a tough play. You'll learn that there's a linebacker in the hole that he tries to knock off any shallows coming underneath. 
and that's what happened there. It's not a bad decision, but it's something that he'll learn from. I mean, and these are the things that's going to happen to these young rookies. They're only going to continue to grow the more and more they play. But I think overall Mayfield did good. I mean, he just still impresses me with standing in the pocket and having that poise and going through his progressions. He knows how to maneuver in the pocket, to find those windows, to throw, to be able to see. And that's so important. Um, <clears throat> you look at Josh Allen. I mean, I think Josh Allen struggled a little bit. I think with all the sacks he took, he, he got sacked five times. He was 6-12 for 34 yards. I mean, you can't help but notice the dude's athleticism. He's a big physical talent. But also key in on the timing of when he's throwing. There was a few sacks that, look, he didn't have a lot of time, okay? But when you hit that back foot and you're hitching up in the pocket, I mean, a lot of times you got to take a five-step drop, hitch one time, and let the ball go. If you're even taking a second hitch, that ball has to come down to the back or you have to get out of that pocket. And Josh Allen a few times I feel like could have made maybe a little quicker decisions to get the ball out of his hands. Like I said, the arm strength sometimes I feel like personally it's a, it's an issue at times because in the in the um, heat of the moment when he's scrambling out and he sees a, a a guy open, I mean that ball is whistling out of his hands. And a lot of times you don't need to fire a missile at a guy; just be accurate, give him a nice catchable ball. And a few times I think it was a third and twelve or third and thirteen. He was throwing it to the right receiver after standing in the pocket nice and made a little slide up to the left and moved. But he just, I mean, he slung it to his receiver. And if it's a high fastball, it's it's hard to catch as a wide receiver. And, and he did that in the game that a few times, I mean, the good part about it, no DB's going to intercept it, but sometimes it's also hard for your receivers to to make that catch. I think also, I mean, if he does, if he's not the starter coming in the week one, he will be at some point just because um, the protection and and Allen's a big enough guy to take some hits. I mean, he did leave the game. It looked like with a concussion, got sacked, hit his head on the ground. Um, but you know what? Don't underestimate Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman has played pretty solid this preseason. I think I've been impressed of the way he's making decisions. I mean, he's 16 to 21, 200 yards and a touchdown. Now you have to understand too, he's probably coming in against the backups and, um, but he's just making quicker decisions. I mean, you have to understand he's, he's been in the league for a year, so he understands it. Now, Josh Allen though, has the upside, the arm strength, the athleticism, Nathan Peter, maybe just a little more familiar with being in the NFL, even though he, his first start was a five, five interception game. But I don't count Nathan Peterman out. I mean, I actually, through this preseason, I thought he looked the most solid um, <clears throat> even when uh, A.J. McCarron was was still healthy. So we'll see how that shakes down. Um, Josh Rosen didn't play. He's still out. But, he'll, I mean, he'll be back. I think Josh Rosen has been doing a good job. I mean, that guy's impressed me with his smooth, how smooth he is, his footwork, his release, timing. He understands how to play that quarterback position. That's what I see from Josh Rosen. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, you know, when I first started watching him, I was like, man, this, this guy needs to start making some key throws from the pocket. But by the end of his, his play in the preseason this past game, 
I noticed he made a couple huge runs. So he picked the right time to run. One was a uh, like a, um, a read. You know, he was just reading the defensive end. He was going to either hand it off or keep it. He kept it around the edge. He scored a touchdown. Another one was on a huge third down and 13. He ran for it. But I also saw him make some nice throws, though. He was uh, scrambling to his left, hit hit a big over route, good accurate football. He he hit a short comeback to the left side of the field. Those are the throws I like seeing. That short comeback, he was in timing, rhythm, good accurate football on the right shoulder pad of the wide receiver, tiptoed on the sidelines. That's a good throw. That's what I like to see from Lamar Jackson. And a guy like Lamar Jackson is going to just continue to get better with reps and watching Joe Flacco in front of him. So give him another couple years and he'll be ready. He's not ready right now. I mean, he could get away with making some plays just for how freakish he is athletically, but he's still not ready to play the quarterback position just yet in the NFL, or at least not ready to start, I should say, uh, in front of Joe Flacco because guys like Mayfield and Darnold, they're making throws from within the pocket on those key third downs like I'm talking about. And that's what I want to continue uh, to see out of Lamar Jackson because, look, RG3 is doing a, doing a good job in front of him. So it's going to be hard to, out, to, to take over RG3 spot just because he's playing more of a rhythm, timing, drop back, make the reads and throw it <clears throat> type game right now. Um, but give Lamar Jackson some time. I mean, he will definitely, uh, he's going to be a playmaker. He definitely will, but it's just going to be, just going to be a matter of time. I think going into this fourth preseason game, we won't see a lot of starters at all. I mean, sometimes you don't even see backups. I know the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't even think they'll play Landry Jones. I think it'll be Dobbs's game. Dobbs will get the whole game. He'll be able to showcase his skills for 31 other teams out there in the league, and that's that's a good good thing. I think what's interesting to me, we haven't seen Goff this preseason. Wentz still is not cleared for contact. I think Goff, I'll talk about him first. You know, it's all up to these coaches on how they want to handle their players and, and who do they play, how often do they play. Um <clears throat> And and it's it's the head coach's preference. I mean, Goff, he's not a vet like Ben Roethlisberger or Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, but the guys they're starting franchise quarterback. So do you want to even take that risk and have them get hurt? I mean, a lot of times it doesn't even make sense. It's like, why would you even take the chance to have your starter out there and play um, when that could be the case. So, you know, Goff hasn't played, and they just have young quarterbacks behind Goff. They really don't have a veteran. I mean, honestly, it makes me feel like, dang, man, do I, do I loosen up the shoulder and just get a bunch of injections and freaking lube the shit out of it and try to go throw a football? But I don't know if that would uh, actually work. Carson Wentz still not uh, cleared to play, I think. There's more and more pressure on him as the preseason goes on just because Nick Foles has not been playing the greatest, you know, and I sent a tweet out there about Foles is playing with a monkey on his back, just like Steve Young was playing with that same monkey before Steve Young won the Super Bowl. And now for Carson Wentz, it's or, uh, Nick Foles, it's after he won a Super Bowl, after he was Super Bowl MVP. There's a lot of pressure on the guy because 
now you're trying to trying to play, you're trying to live up to some hype. You know, you're Super Bowl MVP. You think you've done something um, out of the ordinary, which is amazing. Don't get me wrong. But if you break it down to Nick Foles' plays, play last season in the playoffs, he was executing. The coach was calling the plays, and he executed. He was did what he he was doing what he was coached to do, and he took it one play at a time. All of a sudden, you take it one play at a time. Good plays stack up on good plays. Next thing you know, you're putting good games together. Next thing you know, it's the AFC champ or NFC Championship game. Next thing you know, it's the Super Bowl. So now he's almost thinking he has to make every big play and play lights out every game where all he has to understand is just executing the offense like he did when he filled in last year. He doesn't have to be spectacular. Just protect the football. Don't make dumb decisions or take those uh, sacks or safeties where you're tripping over your feet. And that's always hard to um, to say, you know. But I think with Foles, Eagle fans, you guys also have to understand, I mean, it's Nick Foles, you know. Stop thinking he's Tom Brady and he should be playing like that Super Bowl MVP every game. I mean, the guy had a nice moment there where, like I said, he was executing and doing a good job in that sense. But other than that, I mean, don't hype him up too much or, or get too down. You just need your man Carson Wentz to come back. And I think, too, Carson Wentz missing the first couple uh, weeks of the season, it's not it's not going to um, it's not going to kill you. You know, you'd rather have Carson Wentz for a long time than force him just to start uh, week one. You know, I mean, that's you know, on September sixth, you're playing the Atlanta Falcons, then you're at Tampa Bay, you got the Colts, and at Tennessee Titans. I mean, the Falcons will be a tough game with Matt Ryan. But then you got Tampa Bay and then the Colts. So, I mean, you could go uh, two and one right there with Foles, and now you're playing the Tennessee Titans week four, and hopefully Carson Wentz is back by then or then the next week Minnesota Vikings. So I just don't think it's smart to wa- rush him back. I think the coaches are doing everything um, the right way to to get him uh, ready. So, and, and he's a franchise quarterback. You definitely want to just take your time with that. But, um, <clears throat> you know, that's it. And, and I keep breaking down these quarterbacks, posting them on Twitter. Uh, tonight is brought to you by Social Gastro Pub, be- best Baja fish tacos in town in Toledo, Ohio. Check them out. Stop by. And also Pilgrimage Hospice, Home Hospice in Pittsburgh, PA. Um, trying to help families on their journey you know and that's what it's all about man it's all about relationships it's all about uh, networking and when you guys are out there and work you know meet someone new network you never know where it can lead to uh this year i'll be doing a bunch of things with uh, the toledo rocket games a few games on uh, a few other college football games this year i'll be calling a little work possibly with nfl network uh so keep keep uh keep dialing in the football season is right around the corner. It's here. We're pumped. We can't wait. Only on grad school. I bring it to you every week. Continue to to post your comments and, and requests on any of my social media outlets. And I'll keep bringing it to you. I'll keep bringing it to you. And, 
And right now, I mean, as the season continues to get closer, we look at these divisions and the AFC. I mean, the AFC, you look at the Steelers and the Patriots and who's going to be the third team in there. You know, sometimes the Jets pop out to me, man. I, You know, they might not have enough weapons around the young quarterback, but I just think there's something about Darnold that he's a winner. I think the Chargers with Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers, man, he's that savvy vet. He's been around, and now Gus Bradley, the defense coordinator of the Chargers, he does a fantastic job because you know why? Because he's a player's coach. He knows how to get to his players. The scheme is great and all, and all these teams have good coaches, good schemes, but Gus Bradley understands it. He understands how to get the best out of his players, and that's why I picked the Chargers because they're just they got the quarterback and, and they'll have the defense. The Jaguars, I mean, look, we know the Jaguars are going to be dominant again defensively this year, but what quarterback are we going to see out of Blake Bortles? I think Nathaniel Hackett, offense coordinator, does an unbelievable job, and who knows? I mean, I think the move of the century, if the Jaguars would trade with the Jets for Bridgewater. Now, I think the Jets might be a little, you know, dumb to let him go because you need a solid backup. I love Josh McCown, and McCown's going to be the guy this year backing up. But for the long term, I don't think, I don't know how many years McCown has left, but if you keep Bridgewater, you have two solid quarterbacks for years to come. But for Bridgewater's future, man, if he could go to the Jaguars, now that's a dangerous team because I love the way Bridgewater's been playing. The AFC North, I mean, the Steelers, uh, no doubt about that. And then uh, the AFC East, of course, of the Patriots. The Bills, man, I think the Bills are going to have a down year, man, because I think they're going to go with Josh Allen. There's going to be lots of up, ups and downs there. Um, <clears throat> Then the NFC, the NFC. I mean, who are your teams? You know the Vikings, man. The Vikings, Kirk Cousins, that dude is already lighting it up. You can't count out the Saints, though. The Saints and Drew Brees, anytime you have those those franchise quarterbacks, you know, automatically that's your team. You know, that that's the team to beat. I mean, with Aaron Rodgers, now that NFC North division with the Packers and Vikings, that's who it's going to come down to. And I'm sorry, Lions fans, but to be honest, it's going to come down to Rodgers and the Vikings. Rodgers and Kirk Cousins. And honestly, at the end of the day, I'm taking Rodgers if he's healthy. The only thing with the Vikings defense, that's another story. The NFC East, I mean, did the Cowboys step it up? I think the Giants, man, the Giants are going to have a good season with Eli Manning. And new head coach, uh, Pat Shermer, he's going to do a fantastic job with the weapons around Eli Manning. So in that division, I look for the Eagles and the Giants to battle it out for that division, depend on what happens with Carson Wentz. If Carson Wentz isn't fully healthy, the Giants will take that division. NFC North, I'm going with the Vikings, even over the Packers. NFC South, this is tough, man. The Falcons, Panthers, Saints. Buccaneers, you got no chance. Don't, I don't even want to talk about you because no one wants to waste two minutes hearing it, and I just wasted enough time. But the Falcons, Panthers, Saints, I got the Saints in that division. You, I can't go against Drew Brees. I can't. And, and if not, it's going to be between him and Matt Ryan and the Falcons. NFC West, NFC West, Cardinals, Rams, Niners, Seahawks. I go with Rams. I mean, without hesitation. Cardinals, you might get a little, little bit out of Bradford, but... How many games you're going to get out of them? The Niners. I mean, I love the the early hype on Kyle Shanahan. I'm a huge fan of Kyle Shanahan. 
And I think it'll be between the Rams and Niners for that division, to be honest with you. But I think the Rams will end up taking that out. They just have way too much talent. I'm a huge Sean McVay fan. So, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Let me know any questions, concerns that you have. I remember when I was in Tampa Bay, my first rookie game, it was my first preseason game. We'd go right down the field and score. John Gruden's my head coach. He's cussing me out in the headset all the time. I mean, I still remember it like it was yesterday. We'd go down the field. we call, you know, X shallow cross or whatever. Well, I see a perfect look. We're on the 10-yard line in the red zone about to score. He calls X shallow cross. I think we we're in south left. And I see the Z on a post. I'm like, you know what? This Z is going to be wide open because they're blitzing. We never talked about throwing that post before. I take a five-step drop, plant in the ground. The safety blitzes right off the edge. I fire a strike right to that post. I get blown up right to the chin. Helmet to the chin. Touchdown. Tampa Bay. Rookie Bruce Gregkowski. Ah, crowd's going nuts. I'm going nuts. It's insane. My first touchdown pass in the NFL, even though it was a preseason. I'm trying to keep the ball. I'm trying to jump in the stands. I mean, I'm fired up. I run to the sideline. Gruden's high-fiving me. It was awesome. I come to the sideline. Joey Galloway's high-fiving me. Mike Allsock, Derek Brooks. I sit down, take my helmet off. The trainers rush over to me. You okay? You okay? I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? Well, there's blood, a, you know, a puddle of blood in my chin strap. I split my chin open and got about 10 stitches after the game. I still have the scar. So that's one touchdown pass to remember. It was such a good time with John Gruden. I love you, man. I love you be cheering on those Raiders. I think he'll do a good job, but just a quick little story for you guys to end your day. But thanks for tuning in. Have a good one. And uh, the season is right around the corner.